This is UKFI Pod. Welcome, y'all. As the first UK specific FI podcast, UKFI Pod aims to bring you stories and introduce you to characters in the UKFI space. Hi, everyone. This week for the finale of UKFI Pod Season 1, Episode 11. You just have myself, Miss Seal. So my aim for the finale and the final episode to wrap up the season is first of all just to, I suppose, a bit of a refresher, a bit of a review of what episodes we've heard so far in the season. A bit of an overview of the guests, their stories, and more than that, what I learned from each episode and each guest. Because I think they've all been very different and I've learned and been inspired in slightly different ways from everyone. Which is really, really, I suppose, what I aim to get out of the podcast. And then the future of the podcast will cover towards the end. So, first of all, the first guest we had was Christine from Frugasaurus. And I was really, really inspired when I heard Christine's story. How she's really, really happy with the large income she has now. And how she's using that income and leveraging it to get the perfect lifestyle she's looking for with her husband. And it was really, really inspiring. And more than that, Christine's sustainability credentials really, really impressed me. As as I said in last week's episode, I'm a bit of a, what's the word, a half-hearted environmentalist. I believe in it and think I should do much better, but I don't really put much effort in. And speaking to Christine definitely encouraged me to up my game and just to be more aware. And I especially like, which is actually relevant now in the UK, with the palm oil coming out in the advert for Iceland, to be more aware of palm oil and just things like that, that, to be honest, I wouldn't really think of myself. So what I learned from speaking to Christine is how you can intersperse frugality, sustainability into a way of life and a way of life that works for you and brings you happiness. So that was a really great opener to the series. And then for the second episode, I spoke to Clint, Flint, or Kieran as we now call him, from Money and Fire. And he blew me away with his ability to make money online and doing things in a really different way. And to be honest, he challenged some of my preconceptions as well. He calls himself labels his current state of life as being financially independent because he doesn't have to work or come out, I suppose, a 95 job or work for somebody else, which for me it maybe doesn't quite align with my personal suppose, definitions and beliefs in what being financially independent is, but I do respect him and think that's a fabulous choice he's made there. But as he is still working quite a lot of hours a week and has a, he is determined, his income is, what's the word, really 100% from an online business. I think personally there's quite a lot of risk to that. I've heard people over the years who, when Google's changed their algorithms and when other things have changed online, other online businesses have had really tough times and had to really reconfigure. So for me, it's seems too risky approach but for Kieran or Flynn it works really really well and I was so impressed how he's managed to 
if it was work, work a part-time job and build the business up and work out if he could get enough money from the business to support himself. And then when he managed that, well, he's managed to leverage that to be able to live wherever he wants so he can move with his wife. Wherever she gets a teaching job, he can move. And moreover, he can take it one step further and he can have the lifestyle he wants. If he doesn't want to go out, he doesn't have to go out. He can spend time at home and work in a place that works really well for him. So that part of the journey was really, really inspiring to me. They use how for somebody so young, he's managed to work out exactly what he wants and has taken the steps to get there. Very, very inspiring. Moving on to our third episode with Leon from Make, Save, Invest Money. And that was another really, really interesting story. Leon when we got down to the nitty gritty, shared how he's come from perhaps a more challenging background in London and how he's now moved away and has so has built his own aspirations and managed to go to university, save up and live a middle class life now. And that was really, really interesting, listening to how he's managed to pay off all the debt, pay off his student loans, and now he's saving, investing for his future. And then next we heard from Mr. and Mrs. Young F.I. Guy. And that was a really, really interesting story. I was listening to two parts of the couple. Um, Mr. Young F.I. Guy, who is F.I. and that doesn't work at the moment. And his wife, who works as a lawyer. It was very different hearing their approaches and hearing how so as money worked as a couple for them, I loved their feminist perspectives and just thinking through the challenges, how if a high-earning lawyer who's male has a wife who stays at home, nobody questions that, but when a high-earning female lawyer has a husband that stays at home, he gets a lot more questions than it would if the roles were reversed. So exploring those gender dynamics and seeing what works for people is really, really something that I like to do. And it gives me a different insight into how other people live their lives. And moreover, as an animal lover myself, I loved hearing about their guinea pigs. And I can't imagine having social media stars as pets. And that's just so interesting. And next we heard from Ken at the Humble Penny. And Ken shared with us his family story from Africa and how... He moved to the UK as a child and how life's been hard but his life and his family have a very entrepreneurial mindset and how that has really, really helped him. And his story is amazing how he's he's also FI but working now out of choice because he's got a role and a job that he loves doing and adds value to every day. And then our next guest, there are also people who are FI at the moment, Mr and Mrs White from What Life Could Be. Originally from the UK and Romania, a couple worked in Germany and now retired in Romania. And that was really interesting how they don't have to live at any specific place, but they chose to live in Romania and how they approach life. And how the freedom of not having to work allows them to pursue their interests and opportunities. A lot of reading, a lot of history. And especially uh, Robert, I loved his enthusiasm for rubbish and how he's 
petitioning his local council and working to get things changed, the things that are happening in his local environment that he's not too happy about and doesn't think are the right things. He's lobbying and working with the elected representatives to get things sorted. And that is, you know, the sort of thing that inspires me that I could start doing those sort of things even more when I was retired and that just made me think, I suppose, what options are there? And even when Emma, Mrs White, was telling us that how she now has the time to do things like make her own toothpaste and look into making products, living a more sustainable life and trying to eliminate plastic. Those sort of things definitely appeal to me, but at the moment in my busy life they seem very time-consuming. But overall, from listening to them and interviewing them, it really clicked that once I have enough funds and don't have to work every day, that there's just loads of different ways and approaches I could take in life. Moving on to the next episode, this was somebody who's not a blogger, but as a self-described FI groupie, a gentleman who we'll call Fat Brit Broad. And that was really inspiring listening to his approach and what brought him to following the FI blogs but never wanting to start a blog of his own. And he was he shares quite a lot of things with me. He's, gen- he's about the same age, about the same sort of salary trajectory and history. So it was really, really interesting hearing from him what caused him and what made him take that step to becoming a higher earner and how he lives life differently now or not differently now from when he was a, a lower earner. Moreover, I loved hearing about his dad and his feel- his beliefs and feelings as inheritance and family. These are always interesting topics to explore because people have some very differing take- takes on them. And we also spoke to Andy, the fire starter, who is a very well-known what I call a veteran UK FI blogger with his blog. He's been consistently blogging for over five years, which is amazing. And what I love about Andy's story is how, I suppose, he's changed over the years. And when his blog started, he was determined to hardly spend anything and to be FI in five years. But over the years, he's evolved the plan, refined it, got married, had a child and realised what he really wanted was not to work full-time. So now he has a lifestyle that works amazingly for him, working part-time, and has managed to keep that up for many years in the same role, which is really, really cool, working out what that thing is that works for you and then taking the steps to get that in his life. And it does sound like he has life all worked out perfectly. He wants to spend time with his wife and his daughter, And that all works amazingly for him. So it was really interesting talking to Andy. And then the final guest we had was Tuppany from Tuppany's Fireplace. And I was, I suppose, more blown away by Tuppany's suppose, changes she's made in her life and how she's managed to get to FI despite never earning a lot. It was, I suppose, a great story of there are many, many approaches to get to FI or financial independence and the one Tuppany's taken has really, really paid off to her get, getting to FI by the age of 50 by taking the approach of working for the government. So working in civil service jobs that give back a lot back to the community and although they may not pay 
as well as the private sector, there are other benefits, namely in her case the pension that makes up for that. So I was really, really inspired how Tuppany has come from as a young single teenage mum to being financially independent at 50 and all the journey she's gone through that. It's amazing and how you can see in her life she's made some hard decisions and been through some tough times but always came through it at the end and maintained a sense of humour, a sense of values and that so it ultimately is inspiring. So overall the aim of the podcast was to get a cast of it was very different to me people and to interview a large number of people and to hear about their approaches to financial independence because as with everything I could give you my approach and my definitions of financial independence but what's to say my definitions are right and what's to say my approach would work for other people so I really love the opportunity to hear others definitions and to hear what everybody thinks of financial independence is financial independence for everybody and that got some really good topics and discussions going because a lot of people feel financial independence is for everyone and can be pursued and lots of people also see there's a lot of barriers and choices people might not want to make to pursue financial independence and as I mentioned in last week's episode I personally believe most people could pursue it but most people probably don't want to. They've got other things that are going on in their life and I think that's valid and we should always respect people's choices and decisions and what they want to do with life. So, the future of the podcast is something that I'm now considering. This will be the last episode in Season 1. I'm hoping to bring the podcast back for a Season 2 in 2019 next year. But I'd love to hear from your listeners. What would you like? to happen on the podcast what format would you like would you like more interviews i'm also debating but not quite sure on the possibility of maybe a more instructional format do we want interviews or suppose more what's the word more walkthroughs and discussions of financial topics each week having topics like pensions zizas starting to invest, more complex investing, taxes, would podcast episodes on those topics be of interest? Or do people like the interviews and listening to new people? And finally, what I wanted to share, which I'm really, really grateful for, is the listener numbers. Because I know there's lots of you people listening to the podcast, and thank you so much for that. But what really shocked me was how many people were listening each episode we're putting out is now getting around 200 epi- 200 listens and overall for all the episodes out there there's been over 2500 people listening to the episode to all the podcast episodes so 2500 is an absolutely impressive number and has blown me away and really made me think that season- I need to make season 2 of the UK FI pod happen But what I'd love for everyone to do is to send me your feedback. Tell me what you liked, what worked for you. Tell me what you want more of. And tell me things that you don't really like and probably don't want to hear more of. So all feedback's welcome. You're welcome to email at hello at ukfipod.space or feel free to leave a note on the website as well, which is www.ukfipod.space. 
So thank you for listening. This will be all for UKFI Pod for 2018. But I hope to be back in early 2019. Thank you for listening. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Show notes are on the website www.ukfipod.space. You can also send any questions through the website or email at hello at ukfipod.space. Our intro and closing music is Julie Maxwell's See Ya or Freedom. Thanks for listening. See you next time.